everybody, my name is Dustin Pischel, and in today's episode of The Chatting Comedian, I chat with Mark. Wait, how do I pronounce your last name? Sorry. Hentiman. Hentiman. Mark is a TV writer, TV producer, and a voice actor. Mark has been working on one of the most popular sitcoms of all time, Family Guy, since 1999, where Mark has served as a writer, consultant producer, the showrunner, aka the head boss, and as an executive producer. Mark is also the creator of the two TV shows. The two TV shows are MTV's Three South and Fox's Border Town, which is also available on Hulu. As a voice actor, Mark has appeared in over 80 Family Guy episodes. His voice has been heard on Three South, Border Town, The Cleveland Show, Seth MacFarlane's Cavalcade of Cartoon Comedy and American Dad. Please welcome the amazing comedy legend, Mark Henteman. <laughs> wow, that's the best intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. Like, I. So, a lot of times when I have, like, actors and voice actors on my podcast, like, every. Like, I've only had you and another guy, Fred Melamed, who, like, you sound like a voice actor, like your voice. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um. I, so, how did you get started in comedy? Well, let's see. I grew up in Ohio. Um, where are you, by the way? Um, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, okay. I grew up in Ohio, and I went to college, but I went to college for something called organizational communications. That was my major, and I still don't know what that was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but I spent a lot of time drawing cartoons and writing, and I actually created like a, a magazine a humor magazine a comedy magazine at my school and i didn't think it was gonna, anything was going to happen with it but after college i got hired as a greeting card writer and illustrator mm-hmm. and um and it was at american greetings i don't know if mm-hmm. you've gotten birthday cards or or yeah. something that, from american greetings mm-hmm. well i was in what was called their alternative humor department, mm-hmm. which means I was able to do just anything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they could be weird and, and surreal and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it was really fun. Um, but after about a year, I just, I had about 40 cards that I had written. And so I put them in into, into an envelope mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything about the entertainment business. So I, I put them into an envelope and I sent them to an agency and mm-hmm. it was the William Morris agency, which was probably the biggest agency in the, in the world at the time. And they had an office in New York and the, the receptionist, the person who answered the phone just said, uh, just send whatever you send, send your stuff to the mail room. And usually send it to the mailroom means that it's, it's going into the garbage. <laughs> but uh, so I, I kind of figured, oh, no one ever is going to call me. I, I went to too big of an agency, too good mm-hmm. of an agency. But to my complete surprise, like a couple of weeks later, an agent calls me and says, I was in the mailroom looking through material because I'm a brand new agent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I saw your all your cards and, and your drawings and your writing. And I thought it was all really funny. Um, and, and she asked what, 
I wanted to do. And I said, I would love to write comedy if I could. And she kind of explained to me what I should do. Um, like I, I needed to come up with a packet and maybe write a script. And, uh, and so I hung up with her and went back to try to figure out how to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But she called me back like a week later and she said, Oh, I forgot to tell you this, but I sent your cards to the late show with David Letterman. And I don't know if you, uh, you, you are familiar with him. Yeah, he, I am. He went off the air in like, what was it? Like the early 2000s, I think. I think. Yeah, I think it was like 2000. I know it's like, well, it's hard to say. Cause like he had another show starting like in 2016, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. Netflix. Right. So I think it was like 2004 or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so I got hired to write for, for that, and that was amazing. And that got me into the writing business. And I still had a lot to learn because I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was brand new and I was really intimidated. I thought I was so nervous around all the other writers. Uh, a lot of them had Emmy. A lot of them had like 10 Emmys because yeah. late night uh, TV there's only like four shows, at least back then, there was only like four shows. So you're bound, if you stay in it for 20 years, you're you're likely to get, end up with like five Emmys because there's so few other yeah. shows. But I worked there for a while and then I realized that a lot of the entertainment business was in LA. Uh, so I moved out to LA and and one of my first meetings in LA was, uh, I, you know, my agent got me a, a, a meeting with Fox because Fox was doing animation and my agent said, well, you drew, you draw and you have all these cartoons. So we'll send you to an animated, an, an animated, um, uh, a network. And so I had this meeting with them and I pitched them a show three South at the time. Cause I was just not, a, not too, uh, far out of college. And uh, they liked that and they said, oh, and by the way, you should meet this other guy who's just starting a show. Um, he it seems like you guys have similar sense of humors. And uh, that was Seth MacFarlane yeah. and nobody knew who he was, but he had just gotten out of college and he went to animation school and he had like a, a short that was like a five minute uh, a version of of like the earliest stages of Family Guy, yeah. And I watched it, and I I was like, okay. And he and I met with him too, and we had a good conversation. And he said, you should come, you should come work on this show. And so I I decided to uh, join him, and uh, you know we we had a staff of maybe ten other people, mm -hmm. and it was really fun. It was different than. Letterman yeah. because Letterman was Letterman had that show had been around for like 20 years at that point and and they had tons of like awards so it was really prestigious um, but Family Guy nobody knew what it was it, it had no you know unlike today no one knew what it was and we didn't even know what it was so we had to figure it out what what's this show going to be about and it was fun uh, because like we got to invent that show, the, mm -hmm. the writers in that room, we all kind of shared, uh, our influences, like mm -hmm. what made us laugh when we were kids and growing mm -hmm. up, 
we kind of put that into the show and we wanted it weird and and different and and you know funny and 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 we just uh wrote whatever we thought was funny and that became family guy yeah you were like when mind that show like weren't all of you like i think seth mcfarland was still in college like you were fresh out of college so it was a bunch of like young kids working on the show totally like mm-hmm. that was a huge that was so much different than working on letterman where a lot of the writers were older they had been there for mm-hmm. 20 years and uh and we were all brand new and yeah so we had to invent like what was this going to be mm-hmm. and part of it was how does it how do we make it not like the simpsons yeah which was the other big fox mm-hmm. animated show at the time yeah so like did you think like a, anything about like from the beginning like what if this is a hit or were you just sort of like along for the ride <laughs> I actually thought it wasn't going to be a hit. I I thought it was too close to the Simpsons and that maybe uh you know that maybe it wouldn't last. And we actually got canceled twice. Yeah. Uh, which you probably are aware of as well. Um yeah, we got canceled once and we all went looking for other jobs and then they brought mm-hmm. us back and then we got canceled again. Mm-hmm. And we were off for like I think like 2 or 3 years. Wow. and yeah. when we finally and then miraculously it was kind of a miracle at the time because i don't think any show had ever been brought back from total cancellation yeah. back then but uh it was when dvd sales <laughs> and you i don't know you may have some dvds in your house still yeah we do but uh yeah <laughs> well those were just coming out when we got canceled and they put family guy on dvd and it sold a ton of copies and that's why they started to think about bringing us back and eventually they did yeah i watched like a lot of like i've watched um every episode of family guy except for the past few that they have like just released but i remember like watching it when i was younger and i never like really thought about it as the simpsons or anything even close to that oh great yeah so yeah cuz i always like thought of the simpsons as sort of like they were both like i guess the simpsons like it was more realistic in some ways and then the family guy was less realistic in some ways because um family guy like the animation's like so different and so i think it's like the humor like family guys humor is much darker <laughs> yeah yeah so, i think that's true you're right yeah so you actually so on that episode i you worked on the episode of i think it was like called family simpsons or something like that when the two Yeah, when Simpsons they, guy, I think yeah, it was called. Yeah, Simpsons guy where they both came together. So, what was it like working with like the people from the Simpsons? It was it was uh that's a great question. Thank you. Um it we we weren't sure if this was a good idea or not and we spent a long time writing and figuring out the story and they were always really gracious over at the Simpsons. They allowed us to use their characters and they allowed us to um you know it and they 
were reading some of the drafts that we wrote of the script and you know none of us were like it was the new experiment that we were doing and we weren't sure if people would like it or not but i gotta say one of the greatest days of my of of my like career was when uh, on the day that the table read happened and mm-hmm. are you familiar you're pretty familiar with the table read i yeah. would guess that so we had our table read for our simpsons episode and and that I, I walked into the table read room getting ready for a typical family guy table read and Dan Castellaneta and uh, Harry Shearer and, and uh, Hank Azaria and they all walked into our room and sat down with us and the first time <laughs> the first time um, like they did went into their voices mm-hmm. alongside of like Peter Griffin and Stewie mm-hmm. and, and all them. Yeah. Uh, it, everybody just cheered <laughs> in the room. Like it was so exciting to hear like Barney <laughs> and Homer hear that there those guys voices in our room, uh, in our table read room. Yeah. And it was like one of the most exciting days I met all of them and it was, we all hung out for a while. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that, like, when, once, like, I heard this thing that because I watched this fact video on Family Guy a few months back, and I heard that, like, once uh, Family Guy reaches season 28 and The Simpsons reaches season 40-something, they're going to have another episode where they do it together. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I that's probably not true, but I've heard it. Okay, I haven't. Maybe, maybe they're keeping a secret from us. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I don't know. I haven't heard that yet, but that'd be cool. I'd like <laughs> yeah. that. So, what was it? So, what are some of the original Family Guy ideas that? What were some of the original Family Guy ideas that never got added into the show? That never got added to the show. Um, <laughs> Well, I think most of them, most of them got in at mm-hmm. some, at some point, like some of them took a while, Yeah. but, uh, um, I think, I think the only ones that maybe we didn't end up doing mm-hmm. were, you know, a movie we talked about doing a, a yeah. family guy movie. And, uh, I, I think we still plan to. But, uh, uh, but it, it, it's been, we've been talking about it for easily 12 years now and it it hasn't happened. I think part of that is because of how, how busy Seth has been. Yeah. Like Seth needs time to, uh, (laughs) to be part of the writing and, um, and obviously the production, he probably wanted to direct it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's just been busy. Um, but, uh. Yeah, that's the big one, I think. Other than that, like, it's usually, if anyone has a crazy idea, it's usually pretty, it usually gets slipped into the show somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, yeah, like, a lot of times, like, when shows like that have a movie, like, they, like, have a, like, a really large box office. I remember The Simpsons had a movie, it was, like, I remember it because I had um Mike Scully on. That's the reason I remember oh. the um number so specifically. But it was like five hundred and seventy-two million dollars 
that's how much the box office was. I know that was crazy. Yeah, I like Mike. Uh, Mike's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that yeah. coming out. I remember having a conversation with Seth um, when the Simpsons movie came out and how well it was doing, and and he started and we started talking about it. But you know, he was like, I think. I think even if we don't want to, uh, 20th Century Fox is going, going to want us to do a movie. Yeah. Because, like, every, like, because a lot of times, like, I think one of the reasons, like, movies like those are such a success is because, like, first of all, they're funnier than a lot of other movies because, like, all the characters, like, already have, like, personas and stuff like that built up. Everyone has experience working with those characters. And also, like, the budget isn't going to be as high because it's not made by, like, Pixar or something where, like, it looks, where it has to look 3D and, like, they have to have, like, these crazy effects because they only right. really do that for, like, something I know. So they don't do that in adult animation like they do in kids' animation. Right. And, you know, they don't have to invent the char- characters. <laughs> and we have, you know, I think Family Guy is almost better because it's simple animation like i don't know that it would be a funnier show if it Mm had uh you know 3d or or cg yeah you know really advanced animation yeah i can't watch shows like i can't like watch like that's one of the reasons i can't watch like anime or like art show because like of the animation like it's just so complex right yeah so let me see so Animation has um, been consistently involving and increasing. So where do you see animation in the next 20 years? 20 years. Um, I think it'll continue to grow. Mm-hmm. I, I remember in the 90s when, I, um, when Family Guy was getting started, mm-hmm. I felt like I was a huge, growing up, I was a huge fan of animation. I grew up on The Simpsons and uh, Beavis and Butthead and yeah. and uh, and those there was only a couple of those shows around back mm-hmm. then and and then I remember thinking like animation's going to explode like so many people that are my age love animation love The Simpsons love Beavis and Butthead and all the other ones and it it has continued to grow I think it'll continue yeah. to get more and more popular yeah especially as the technology makes it a little easier to make. Yeah. Well. Like, I remember, like, it takes such a long time. Like, uh, well, like, I remember, like, when I was, like, younger. Like, I've, like, practically watched, like, like, it's been three years since I started, like, watching, like, animation. Like, a lot of, like, adult animation and stuff like that. Like, The Simpsons, South Park, Family Guy. And, like, the thing is, like, you realize, like, like, how there's, like, not a lot of, like, there's not a lot of, like, animation like that out there, and, like, like, it's sort of part of your childhood. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a, probably a slightly different generation mm-hmm. than you, but my childhood was The Simpsons. Yeah. I loved watching The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and oh, sorry. It's kind of a dream, it's kind of a dream come true to work on a show mm-hmm. where you know that, like, there's a generation of kids coming up yeah. that this is what they love to watch. 
Yeah, I remember, like, when we were third graders, like, well, I didn't really watch Family Guy back then, but, like, my other friends did, like, and I was just like, what is this show? And then I tried to start watching it. Well, I first started off, like, my friend showed me the Cleveland show, and I started watching it, and I think my mom knew that was an inappropriate show, so she was like, what are you doing? And she took it away from me, and I was like, what's wrong with that? So then, like, a few years later, I returned, and I started watching those shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um... So, Family Guy gets a lot of complaints, like... I think, like, there was, like, this, uh, network that, like, there's, like, this website called, like, the worst TV shows, the most inappropriate TV shows, and it's, like, been ranked as Family Guy, like, 40 times for being too inappropriate or something, so, yeah, so people are, so a lot of people get angry that's offensive or something, so, I, sorry, but it's, like, received over 180,000, like, CSR something like that complaints. So, have you ever like heard what are some of the craziest complaints it has it has got? Um, I think we used to have a wall at Family Guy in our office where we posted. Where <laughs> not I I didn't do it, but I think some of the whoever was answering the mail would just like pin up <laughs> the the most crazy or angriest letters. Wow, and. I don't, I mean, they were, they were all kinds. I don't know if I can remember any specific one. We've been out of our office so for too long yeah. due to the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, like, I, like, I feel like I, ha- I, I'm trying to remember, but I feel like I have heard one of those complaints, but like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember it though. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, can you tell us about your TV show, Border Town? Border Town, sure. Um, Border Town was uh, a show that I, so there was this show in the early 1970s, like, even before I was watching TV, um, called All in the Family, and it was, like, known as this, like, iconic and and really like historic show um and it was about this guy who couldn't who named archie bunker who couldn't keep up with the times Mm -hmm. like everybody that the world was passing him by and he was angry and, and disgruntled and i thought like and he he uh he had an afro african american uh neighbor and he like and they always clashed uh they they clashed a lot and it was a comedy and um it was a way that a comedy could talk about like social issues and Mm -hmm. and and that kind of thing and it was it was a great show it's known as like one of the all-time great shows and i thought like this was the perfect time to try to do a version of that but maybe set it on the border um Mm -hmm the u.s mexico border and you have one guy who's border agent and he's the archie bunker character (laughs) and uh and he's angry that like his country's being taken over and then you have a his next door neighbor ernesto gonzalez who's uh an immigrant Mm -hmm. and he's a hard-working guy and he's he's following the american dream Mm -hmm. and uh 
and he's doing just a little bit better than his next door neighbor yeah. bud so bud so that was the setup of the whole show is these mm-hmm. two neighbors and one guy um who's just kind of angry and the other guy who's happy-go-lucky yeah. and, and and it seemed like a fun way to do it and, and it was a really fun show to make we we had like a great writer's room of like i think one we had two people who you know we had multiple people who like had grown up in mexico mm-hmm. some of them had like one of them his parents um had like crossed the border mm-hmm. a couple times so but they were all really smart and you know we had a lot of fun making fun of and you know making a comedy out of you know the tensions yeah. that were going on at the time and uh you know we tried to show you know show how ridiculous mm-hmm. racism is ultimately yeah. and it was a blast to to, mm-hmm. uh, to work on um but uh but you know i think yeah. fox was very nervous about it and mm-hmm. i think they they only did one season yeah so i remember i started to watch well i i recently um watched um some of the show uh, I'm switching between that and Kirby Enthusiasm. And uh-huh. I'm watching, like, the part where, like, uh, uh, the guy's daughter, uh, the border guy's, um, the guy who works the border's daughter is making out with, like, the next-door neighbor's son. And, like, oh, it, it just grosses me out so much, like, the re- retainer thing. Like, I cannot <laughs> get past that. Like, whenever I see it, like, on Hulu, I just... I just press skip 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Can you tell us about your TV show, Three South? Sure. Three South was the first show that I I ever pitched. And it was the first thing I did once I moved from New York to Los Angeles. And I was still a pretty new writer. The only, mm-hmm. the only writing I had done um, was for David Letterman. And so I had this meeting and, um, and I basically, I pitched my college freshman year experience. Like when I was a freshman in in college, my two roommates and I, like, I don't know, we were so, it, we were so clueless and lost and, you know, had a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, got into sort of adventures. So it it felt like that could be a fun area to do a show and um so i pitched that and and we made that and it was on mtv and i i look back and i wish i knew more about editing uh you know back then because i was brand new and they let me do the editing and now i look at look at it whenever i watch those episodes i think gosh they were so slow (laughs) i wish i would have sped them up um but it was really fun it was fun to sort of you know, that's one of the great things about writing is uh, is you get to go back and relive part of your life. And that was a really fun part of my life is in college. So you got to pull all the weird characters that I knew in college and, mm-hmm. you know, turn them into animated characters. Yeah, I remember, like, so there, like, Seth MacFarlane, I hear that, fam- that Peter Griffin, he's based off of... Uh, the security guard, I think, at his college. <laughs> I think it's a combo of like, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe 
maybe a couple people. I've mm -hmm. heard the security guard, <laughs> right? And now you got to keep this a secret, but I think he's also partially basing it on his cousin. <laughs> yeah, because I know that, like, after watching the show of, like, like, hearing some of that stuff like that, like, Brian is so, sort of, like, partially, like, is based off of, like, somewhat, like, has inspiration of um Seth's own life, like, how he acts. Sure. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So, about Three South. Um, weren't the people also in college in the show? Uh, they were, the characters were in college. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was, it was a freshman dormitory yeah. is basically what Three South was. And that's, mm -hmm. I went to a college in Ohio, Miami University in Ohio. And, um, my, my freshman dorm, the, the hall that I was in was called Three South. Wow. So, yeah, that's actually, that, that's pretty creative. So, you've, like, done so much in, like, Family Guy from Three South to Border Town. Like, what do you want to do next? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I like, I, it's hard to leave Family Guy mm -hmm. um, at this point. Um, you know, uh, everyone that I work with are my my longtime friends. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to seeing them every day. They make me laugh. We all make each other laugh. Um, and, you know, Family Guy is, is, a, is such a great, great job um, yeah. because we, we're all friends. We've been doing it for a very long time. It would be hard to leave. Um, but I, I tried writing a movie, did a movie this past uh, year, and we'll see if it gets uh, made. But it was an old... Uh, franchise called the naked gun oh yeah i so is it like i know of that franchise is it like supposed to like are you working with um david zucker i'm not working with him but we've we've talked to him and uh you know him and his brother jerry were the original writers and directors of that movie um but i guess they're like Paramount Studios owns the Naked Gun franchise. And so uh, I guess David and, and Jerry, maybe they're, I don't want to insult them, but <laughs> maybe they're they're a little older and they don't want to do another version of that. They did three of them. So, um, so this new version, uh, Seth was going to direct and he may still, he's just got a complicated schedule. Yeah. And then I wrote it with uh, my friend Alex Sulkin, who's a, a writer on Family Guy as well. Yeah. That's, like, so cool because, like, it's such a, like, a popular series. Like, everyone who's, like, over 40 knows about it. So, <laughs> right. like, yeah, like, my parents watched it when they were younger and stuff like that. So... It's you like watch crazy. if you like it, I think. Yeah. I, I, is it like, is, what's it about? It's basically like a police show. Mm -hmm. It's about, and maybe like, now they have modern police shows where mm -hmm. there's a lot of technology. Naked Gun, um, it was Police Squad. There mm -hmm. used to be a show a long time ago that was called Police Squad. Mm -hmm. And it made fun of other police shows. And mm -hmm. so... They say, you know, when 
when Naked Gun, when you go in the movie theater, it says from the files of police squad. Um, so it's basically a parody, a parody of a, of a serious police show. Yeah. There are like, I feel like there's not enough like parody movies like out because I remember, I forget the name, but I feel like I've seen one a little bit ago and it like, it was really good, but like, I feel like it's sort of like that, like parody movies are cool. Yeah, you're right. And they haven't made a new one in a long time. Yeah. The Scream movies and there've been a lot of them. Yeah, it's like the last time I think like they made a naked gun was like in the nineties or early two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, nineties. I think uh, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. So so I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this or anything of like how deep you are in the writing process, but like, do you, like have a gen like is it supposed to? I don't know if the previous movies if they've been left on a cliffhanger or not. Is it sort of supposed to be, like, in the future? Um, which, um... Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, for Naked about? Gun. Oh, of the Naked Gun. Uh, ours is is going to be a more, a little more updated version mm-hmm. of it. And, okay. uh, yeah, it'll be a little more modernized, but still, still with the same uh, tone and, <laughs> like, comedy style as the original cool i'll make sure to watch it when it comes out so so and what i did that question so um so over the course of family guy stewie has softened up like why why is that um i'm not sure i you know he started obviously mm-hmm. like as this arch villain mm-hmm. type character uh but I think as we've been writing, like, you know, we, after writing hundreds of episodes, I think there are some, I think the honest answer is that, you know, with so many episodes, it's, it's, it helps make him more dimensional to yeah. like have him do stories where he's, he's, uh, he breaks out of that like villain type mm-hmm. character. Um, but also, uh, there, I think there's writers in our room. There's some writers in our room that, that try to write Stewie in his original form where he's like that arch villain and evil. And then there's others that like want to see the more human side of Stewie. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when we get, uh, you get a Stewie episode where it's all time machines and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, in villain, you know, that, that type of character. And then there's other ones where, you know, he's really vulnerable yeah. and, you know, he has his heart broken or something. Yeah. So oh, and by, by the, ahead. oh, sorry. Yeah. But by the way, I didn't mean to be disrespectful when I said that. I don't mind. No, no. Yeah. yeah it's just the way it, it works out. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're not very consistent with it. Yeah, I like, I like sort of, like, when it's sort of, like, the episodes where, like, one episode he made a Brian eat his shit. I like episodes like that where, like, at certain points, like, he's vulnerable and stuff like that, and other times he isn't. Right. 
can I tell you a little uh, tidbit for this uh, episode, this sure. podcast? Um, do you remember the, there's one time where Stewie was live action? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And do you remember that? That was the multiverse episode? Uh, live action. Oh, I'm thinking about something else where, like, they, you could see the set behind them uh, in one episode, but I remember the <laughs> Back to Multiverse episode. Oh, yeah, in the in the multiverse episode, you know, do you remember that where uh, Stewie and Brian are traveling from yeah. different universes? Mm -hmm. And they end up in a live action one. And so there's like a baby, a live action baby and a live action dog. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? That, yeah. that baby, that live action baby is my daughter. Aww. She was one years old, and she kind of looked like Stewie, so we put her in red overalls. <laughs> yeah. And it was Wellesley Wilde's, Wilde's dog was Brian. Yeah. I, 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 I remember the dog looked so weird, though. From <laughs> yeah. what I can remember. I, like, I, I remember that it looks like sort of like... It looked like it came right off, like, robot chicken or something. Oh, Yeah. So, yeah, what was it like working, so, let me see. Yeah, I think I actually uncovered all our questions. So, right. yeah, thank you so very much for being a guest on my podcast. It was an honor and delight having you on, and before we go, oh, anything, you. yeah, you're welcome. Anything you'd like to um, promote or something? Um, not really. Just thank, thank you to yeah. your audience for watching Family Guy. Yeah. Keeping me in, in, employed. It was an honor having you on, and goodbye, and have an amazing day. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Bye. Bye.